I believe that we can heal by sharing our truths and connecting with one another. I believe that holding in our shame and living a life that isn't true to ourselves is the root cause of anxiety and depression. When we allow ourselves to truly connect with our heart and acknowledge our truth, then we are set free. Free to live a life of joy and peace, a life without guilt or shame. And so that's why I wanted to create a show called She Speaks Her Truth. Join me as I talk with other women who are stepping into their power and sharing their truth so they can be set free on a path of healing. Eight years ago, I left my marriage with three kids and two dogs. I was drowning in anxiety and depression, and I needed to find a way to heal and learn to love myself again. She Speaks Her Truth is about figuring out who you really are and what truths you need to uncover to set yourself free. This is an anonymous space for women to share their stories of pain, heartbreak, and healing. It's a place to know that you are not alone on this journey and to be inspired to connect to your heart so you can live the life you are meant to. Every week I'll be coming to you to share stories of my own and to talk with other women who will inspire you to step into your light. You are not alone. I'm here to create a container of love and connection and I want you to know that you are worthy, you are beautiful, you are stronger than you think, and you matter. My name is Jennifer Robinson. I'm so happy that you're here. Let's get started. Hi there, beauties. I'm your host, Jennifer Robinson, and welcome to the sixth episode of She Speaks Her Truth. In today's episode, I will be talking with our guest, Lupita. She will be sharing her story with us, and I'm so excited to talk with her. But I do want to remind everyone that I'm not a therapist and that the intent of the show is for my guests to speak their truth and share their story of pain and healing so that you can feel a sense of hope and less alone on your own journey. We are here to create connection and inspiration, and any advice shared is from Lupita's own personal experience. But I know that you'll get so much from her story. And so without further ado, I'm truly honored to welcome Lupita to the show. Welcome, Lupita. I'm so happy Hi. to have you join me today. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Um, so, Lupita, we talked a little while earlier, and I was just wondering if you could share with the listeners um, who you are in this moment, um, and and then maybe go back into your past and tell us a little bit about your story and where you where your path led you to where you are now. Okay. Um, well, I am 24, going to be 25 this year. I've been married for five years and have three children, um, five, three, and two. And um, just trying to start a business, helping other women right now and going through addiction and mental health. So I'm very focused on that. And well, my story starts way, way, way. When I was younger, I was about five. I was sexually abused by someone very close to me. Um, from the ages from five to 13, I believe it was. And well, I mean, you can imagine all that came with that, um, mm-hmm. you know, trauma and just 
being lost and lonely and being so small and coming out and people really not knowing how to take it or even to believe it or what to do with it. You know, it was just something so triggering for everybody that a lot of people just kind of ignored it and put it in the back end so they wouldn't really have to deal with it. And so that really created um, something in me that really, one, made it seem like it wasn't that important or bad. Um, two, that I should just not speak of it, you know, at all. And so I did that. Um, I got married when I was about 19. So I was really young. Mm-hmm. That is young. Yeah. <laughs> me and my husband dated for about three months only <clears throat> before we got married. And when I got pregnant with my first daughter, I everything changed. Um, in my teenage years, I was like a regular teenager, going to parties, hanging out with friends, happy, you know, up and down. But when I got pregnant and it was a girl, it's like all these years from my past came back to the light, you know? And when she was born, it was just so hard, like so hard. I, I wouldn't let my husband change her diapers or take her a bath. And I couldn't tell him why I would just be upset. And I would like see him in the corner, like just seeing what he would do or how he would look at her. It was just, you know, it was very, very hard. And that really caused a lot of problems with us until one day I just told him and, you know, like really upset. And, you know, we talked and I mean, that was the first, you know, that's how you really solve a lot of things, just talking about it. And first. getting it, getting it out. Yeah. 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 I mean, even now it's like, if you can't tell, like it's hard to talk about that even now. Yeah. But it just feels so much better. Like just, you know, just talking. And so I came out and we had a long conversation and it was hard, but it stopped. Like it was, you know, I knew that I was projecting and he knew where I was projecting and why I was doing it. You know, he, he understood and, and fell for me. So that was good. Um, and then, well, I went through that and I overcame it and it was good. Um, and then I got pregnant with my second daughter <laughs> and she was born 10 weeks early. Oh, my water broke. Yeah. My water broke at 26 weeks. So I was in the hospital for four weeks and then she was born. Yeah. She, she was born weighing two pounds, nine ounces. And like right off the bat, she was diagnosed with chronic lung disease and three congenital heart defects. She was so early. Really? Yeah. And like my water breaking that early too, just with her inside me with not a lot of water really didn't do her lungs very well. So that was another thing. Um, well, with, you know, she was sick and she was on medication and oxygen and everything. And I remember one evening um, after we got home from the NICU, she was there for about 60 days. It was about like two weeks after she got home. um, My husband, I was making dinner and my husband tells me, hey, call 911. And I'm like making dinner and I'm like, what do you mean call 911? And I just saw him like making, like doing CPR on her. (sighs) And I'm like, like, what's going on? And well, he, you know, he's like, just call 911. So I call 911. And I don't even remember anything. I just remember being in the hospital and, you know, she got a cold that turned into an RSV that then turned into a pneumonia. And, you know, she had to be intubated. She was put in a ventilator for a while. And I mean, she got better. Um, it was a long road, but she got better. It was about two months. And then, you know, we went home and she went back to the hospital about nine times for two weeks every time. Oh, goodness. Yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine. Yeah, it was just a really back and forth road. She would get better and then get worse. And 
she needed a heart surgery, but she wasn't big enough, you know, to survive it. But then she could get a cold and not survive that. So it was just playing with time technically. And she had heart surgery. Um, and after her heart surgery, everything changed. She wasn't like, she hasn't been in the hospital since February, 2019. That's amazing. Yeah. So that was, that was me. <laughs> and well, but through everything that was going in, like with Zoe, that was my daughter, um, I was going through an addiction as well. Mm -hmm. um, my addiction started when I was about, well, I first used the drug when I was 18. And I used it, you know, sporadically here and then and just, you know, whenever I would be in the wrong environment with the wrong people and I would use. Yeah. yeah and then when I would stop during pregnancies. So when I had my last baby, I got a job with a person that introduced me to it. Um, mm. My husband became a stay-at-home dad and I started working with her and it all went like downhill from that yeah. very fast. Yeah. Um, it was, was bad. And I don't know if you want me to share what kind of drug it was. I don't know if that would. Um, that is completely open to you because this is your story to share. Okay. So there is no, um, I mean, this is, there's adult content in here and yeah. if you feel comfortable sharing then that is your um, it's your story to tell yeah okay you fine with that okay so I mean I was smoked pot but it really wasn't just a pot it was mostly meth you know crack a lot of yeah. people call it different names but it was mostly that mm -hmm. and then I went into it and I went into it deep mostly because of you know the place that I was in mentally and physically literally working with someone that had it and made it easy yeah. for me to get it and it was it was about seven months that I was in it we mm -hmm. went downhill fast um yeah. she got fired I lost my job um and that really kind of helped me get away from it and it really like every time I would use like I knew that I had to stop and that it wasn't okay but it's not as easy as just thinking that you know like having to actually stop is really hard yeah. But being taken away from that environment um, really helped. Um, another one was I talked to my husband. And, I mean, he knew he could tell. He, he knew me. And just talking to him, too, um, really helped. I distanced myself from the people, even though they were family. You know, I really just cut it off. Yeah. And I've been doing it. I mean, it took me a while to feel better afterwards. The first, like, the last time I used... Um, it took me about eight weeks to feel like myself mentally again. Mm -hmm. And I was really scared that it wasn't because it never took that long. So I was like, did I use too much? You know, like, did I kill like who I was? Mm -hmm. But I came back and I've been working on it. That's great. Yeah. I, I was just thinking like for um, listeners that are listening to you, um, I know a lot of people talk about different things that people will use to help numb their feelings. Um, you know, some people will have a shopping addiction or a gambling addiction, or when I'm stressed, I clean my house like crazy, which sounds silly. Yeah. Um, would you say that using, even though you were that much older from your experience as a child, as a child, and, and thank goodness you opened up and shared with your husband, because it's so important, you said to help with the healing to share. Do you feel that, um, that that made it more um, difficult to say no to starting to use the drugs because that helped maybe it was helping to numb 
old pains and old feelings from the past yeah yeah like a hundred percent like even if I didn't consciously knew it it's Mm -hmm. like subconsciously always there and like you know you start using to like numb and then you kind of use to like feel what the drug gives you you know once you like stop using as someone that is hurt you like you become an addict and then you use for the feeling of the drug right but a hundred percent it had a lot to do with it and I feel like being open with my husband with my abuse really helped me be honest with what I was going through later on mm-hmm. no that makes a lot of sense um and I agree with you I've talked to many people and they will say that when they're experiencing pain and holding in that shame and guilt and and whatever they've experienced in their past once they're able to release it, it helps start the process of healing. Um, whether you're verbally telling someone like you did with your husband, um, I've talked to a number of women who've used journaling where they weren't ready to tell someone verbally, but they wrote it down, all the anger and just any feelings that came up for them um, was writing it. And, and was that something that you did as well? Did you use journaling? Yeah, like I, when I was younger, I would always have journals. Um, I don't even remember now what I would write, but I would always have like something just always writing it down. And like, I wish I had those still to see what I would, mm-hmm. you know, would put, but I, I've been using that, yeah, ever since I was small. That's so yeah. great. Yeah, that's one of the things that um, I use as well is journaling um, yeah. through, and it's funny because I, I, as a child, I never journaled. Um <laughs> I didn't get into it until someone suggested it as an adult. And I thought, oh, this just sounds silly, writing things down, like, you know, but um, when I, once I did start, it did, it re- did release yeah. a lot of stuff. For me, I've got some of them I've kept and I've gone back to reread um, and go, wow, I was really angry in that moment, yeah. or at least to see how I've made a change. Um, but I have um, talked to someone who teaches journaling and she said that for people who perhaps would like the um, benefits of journaling, but they're fearful that someone might see it or read it. Like she does, um, she says you can journal and then just rip it up and flush it. Or she does a weekly actually burning ceremony and she burns the journal pages to release them. So that's just a thought for some people who are, um, yeah. Yeah, and I remember doing that as well. Oh, did you? Yes. And I, I'm thinking that I was just so alone when I was younger that I just went to a point where I just had to say something or write it down. So yeah. I, I did, and I remember I would rip it, like sometimes flush it down the toilet or like rip, like put it under the the garbage, like on like the bottom of other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't interesting. So you just intuitively knew to do that, even though now it's like a journaling uh, practice that people will use. And that's the first time yeah. I'd heard of that before, and I thought. Oh, that's great. Cause there have been times where I haven't written things down because they're my own personal feelings. Right. Yeah. And even if what we write sounds horrible, it's, mm-hmm. that's okay. Because that's, that's our own right to feel a certain way. But I liked when she mentioned that and that you're saying yeah. you did, you ripped it or burned it. Um, yeah. it's the process I think that really, um, helps. Yeah. Um, so you used journaling and you said the other thing to help you heal was, was releasing it and talking and telling your truth to your husband. Yes. Um, and then I liked how you said, you talked about for you to stop using, you was separated yourself from the environment around the people yeah. that were also yeah. doing it. Would you say that that is a big piece of it? I'm just thinking of someone, let's say that's struggling right now 
that yeah. might be um, uh, have an addiction of some sort and they want to know how to make a change or start at least with one thing. Yeah. Um, so like, yeah, burn the, you know how they say, don't burn bridges, burn those bridges like fast. Okay. You know, like probably like the what, number one step you can do just and tell somebody like a husband, a mom, somebody to keep you accountable, you know, because I would be back and forth in my drug use. I would be like, okay, I want to quit. And I'm going to tell people and I wouldn't tell my husband. And then later on I would use it. I'm like, I don't want to quit. You know, it's fine, whatever. So when you're in the moment that you you're thinking like, I want to quit, use that moment and tell somebody and cut the bridges. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's a really important piece for you to share. I love that. Um, I, I wanted to ask you a couple questions. Um, and just one of them is if you could turn back time and talk to your younger self, what would you tell her? Um, to not let it be in vain. Um, well, I mean, first I would hug her probably (laughs) and like tell her it's going to be okay. You know, like, like always, um, but would be, don't let it be in vain. Um, things that happened to you that you had no control over, don't let it be in vain choices that you made that were mistakes like learn from it and don't let it be in vain Mm. you know and yeah just that you know just yeah whatever happens to you yeah um I know that uh, and we'll talk a little bit more about it but I know that you're doing something now that's helping you and helping others and um, would you say um that that having that purpose helps your healing path oh yeah absolutely 100 (laughs) percent and I sometimes I feel that I went through all of this to be in this moment right now doing what I'm doing, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can absolutely see that. Um, the listeners can't see you right now, but like, you just have this look of like an angel, you have such a big heart and I can just feel your energy. It's so light and it's so beautiful. And, um, it's hard for me to think of what you went through as a child. Like that shouldn't happen to anybody. Um, and then your struggles that you've had, um, with the addiction and it's almost like understandable because the pain that you were, um, try not to have to feel anymore. Um, but I am so grateful and I'm so happy for you that you have are finding some purpose with that. Before we talk about it a little bit more about that, I, I did want to ask you a last question. If you could give any last advice to someone who has gone through something like you, whether it's to do with the um, sexual abuse or, or who someone who's using, um, what would you tell them? Um, I kind of wrote it down here in my notes. So like mostly for like addiction would be, um, after I decided to not use, I was again in the wrong environment and used two more times, not like it was like a week apart. And it was just like more of a confirmation that I was making the right choice. I deleted the day and I was like, I'm not going to count this as a relapse. I'm deleting it because if I, think that I have to start all over again and you know I just I was like okay it's done and I don't mean like go use with the thought of like okay I'm going to delete it later no like if you you know you're you know when you're being honest and you just mm-hmm. are put in the wrong place and you use I yeah. like delete it you, you need permission. Up. yeah yeah it's I hard. love like, that I don't love start that. from the beginning yeah you're fine you were being kind and to yourself yeah yeah, yeah. And also um, sowing. So like measure your days with what you sow and not what you reap. 
you know, there were many days that I did things that I didn't feel or wanted to do. And now I see the change, you know, the, the podcast, the worship music, anything that made me happy, even if in that moment I didn't feel it, I would still do it and do it. And now I see the difference that, you know, I, I set myself up for success, basically. Wonderful. Love that. That those are such amazing um, tips that you've given to share with other people. Um, I love how you said that, you know, two times you slipped up, right. Um, And what a beautiful gift and to be kind to yourself to say, okay, I slipped up a couple of times. I'm not going to go back and start at the beginning again, because then you're putting that pressure on yourself, right. And judging yourself. So I think that can go helpful with almost any addiction. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah that's absolutely. great. I love it. Um, I know we didn't um, discuss this one before, but I, I wonder whether, uh, is there parts of your healing that helped you with any, um, you talked about sharing feelings. Was there any forgiveness, forgiving you had to do in um, helping yourself to heal and from your past? Um, yeah. Um, in the beginning, like after my abuse that I kind of got older and I was very angry, very resentful, very angry, um, obviously, and I couldn't find a way to forgive. Um, but I feel like being able to forgive, um, I guess just coming out and speaking about it and that like opened up this whole new thing of me and like started healing myself. And then I started, you know, meditating, doing all these things. And then I, I realized how you know, life really works. And, you know, the person that abused me was abused um, himself as well. And I believe him. And mm-hmm. now that I know more about, you know, traumas and generational patterns and like how, you know, they did the best with what they could or things like that. It was very easy for me to forgive seeing them um, as their younger self too, you know, someone that was hurt as well. And it's now like, I, like, you know, they say hurt people, hurt people. Yes. And it's like 100% true. And I always remember a verse um, from the Bible. I don't remember which one it is, but it goes, um, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. And yeah. Mm, Yeah, that's amazing. I love that that you talked about that. And I just want people to know when we talk about forgiveness, you know, there have been horrible things that people have done, but I want people to realize that the forgiveness piece there's forgiving, but you don't have to forget, but there's the forgiveness pieces actually for yourself yeah. so that you um, can move forward. Cause when you're holding on to that anger and you can agree with me, um, Lupita or comment, but I feel like when you're holding on to that anger and the forgiveness hasn't happened, it's for you because until that point, they're still holding power over you. Yeah, that's, that's how I felt in some of the forgiving I've had to do for my past. Yeah, and I felt like I couldn't forgive until I kind of like um, forgive myself and worked on myself. Mm-hmm. You know how they say you can't really pour from an empty cup. I couldn't forgive them if I was still shaming myself. So I first had to be good to myself and then I was able to be good to them. Yeah, that's beautiful. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that, Lupita. Yeah. Um can you talk about a little bit what you're doing right now and then let us know where people can find you? Cause I know you're doing, um, you're doing a business uh, and it's part of 
helping you with your purpose and helping others? Yeah. Um, so my Instagram is feel good ink five. So there's a five at the end mm-hmm. and, um, I'm going to be selling t-shirts and doing events for people going through mental health and addiction. We will be donating $5 from every shirt sold as well to organizations, you know, that help and raise awareness. That's yeah. amazing. I'm planning some events, um, to talk with people that, you know, are going through addiction or are recovering from addiction as well. So that's so beautiful. So they'll yeah. find you on Instagram. Is that correct? Yes. At Feel Good yeah. Inc. 5. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I'll make sure that I put that in the link so that people, if they were interested, they can um, check it out. Yeah. Um, I love your Instagram account. It's just so thank beautiful. You. So yeah, check her out. Um, thank you so much, Lapita, for being so giving of your time and for being so vulnerable and sharing your truth with us with us it um, really will help uh, other people I, I can feel it in my heart um, yeah. so thank you so much um, yeah, thank you. you're welcome I do like to um, end each episode by having our guests choose a number between one and 52 I have a self-care card deck here it's by Shell Richardson and if you could pick a number I've already pre-shuffled the cards and then we can have a self-care card that we're going to pick for Lupita and for all of us here and the listeners to see what our self-care is to focus on for the week so what number would you like I've been thinking of six since you asked me in the beginning okay (laughs) let's see oh yeah let's look what this card says it, the front cover is called blessings and the card says count your blessings a grateful heart attracts more joy love and prosperity yeah what a beautiful so card so appropriate <laughs> yeah. for this conversation yeah. and for someone so giving as you I, it's been amazing and I'm so happy that you joined me today yeah, thank you oh um I just want to say thank you to everyone for listening and I want to remind each and every one of you that you are worthy, you are beautiful, you are stronger than you think, and you matter. Thanks for listening. Take care. Thank you so much, my friends, for listening to today's podcast. I feel so honored to do this work. And I want you to know I'm here for you guys and that I'm committed to helping you on your journey, sharing pieces of myself. And I want you to know that this podcast is for me too, as I learn to love myself a little more each day. I'm really looking forward to sharing with you each week and I'll be coming to you on Sunday evenings. Oh, and one final thing I do want to tell you, I'm not only the host of the podcast, but I'm also the author of a healing journal for women and the founder of Butterfly Beauties Co., where I work with sponsors to gift the healing journals to women in shelters. So if you're looking for any more inspiration on self-love or you want to know about the healing journal, you can connect with me on my Instagram account at Butterfly Beauties Co., Thank you so much, loves, for listening. And if you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to follow or subscribe so you can hear future episodes. And I'm always looking for guests who want to share their stories or sponsors who want to give back so that together we can help each other heal and rise. Thank you for spending your time by listening. And remember, you are beautiful. 
You are worthy. You are stronger than you think, and you matter. Take care. Thanks for listening.